considered one of the world's healthiest dietary patterns, the Mediterranean diet is linked to a host of positive health benefits. The theme of the diet is one abundant in fruits, vegetables, whole grains, legumes and olive oil, and where fish and poultry feature more often than red meat. From less chronic disease right through to a longer life, in this podcast I'll dig deeper into the health merits of adopting some of the key themes of the Mediterranean diet for your own individual way of eating. Welcome to the Thinking Nutrition Podcast. My name is Tim Crow, and I'm a career researcher, educator, and science communicator with most of this spent in the field of nutrition. How do you make sense of so much conflicting information in the field of nutrition? While I don't profess to have all the answers in an area that is continually changing as research changes, you can count on what is covered in this podcast to be based on the whole field of nutrition science, not just selective areas that support a particular way of thinking. And this podcast will always be free from any commercial product tie-ins, endorsements, or advertisements. Just credible nutrition science presented in plain and simple language, and then translating this into what it means for your health. So on with today's show. The Mediterranean diet has long been considered a yardstick for a model of a healthy diet and is a favorite dietary pattern for researchers to study the world over. It is also recognized by the World Health Organization as a healthy and sustainable dietary pattern. The Mediterranean diet is based on the traditional foods that people used to eat in countries like Italy and Greece back in the 1960s. It was at this time that interest in the Mediterranean diet began to grow, arising from the observation that people in this part of the world had lower rates of heart disease than in the United States or Northern Europe. Although the term Mediterranean diet is used extensively, it is not really a diet. It is more a dietary pattern or dietary theme rather than a single fixed diet as the types of foods featured in it can vary based on geography. The main components of the Mediterranean diet include daily consumption of vegetables, fruits, whole grains and healthy fats such as olive oil and nuts, along with weekly consumption of fish, poultry, beans and eggs. Some dairy products are eaten, but in a moderate amount, and there really is not a lot of red meat eaten in the diet, although it is eaten occasionally. Other important elements of the Mediterranean diet are sharing meals with family and friends, and of course, enjoying a glass of red wine and being physically active. With so much research into the Mediterranean diet, for this podcast, I'm going to profile a recent review bringing in all the research in the field together in one place. To collate the research, Italian researchers undertook an umbrella review of the evidence. An umbrella review allows the findings of reviews relevant to the question at hand to be compared. For the Mediterranean diet, there is already an abundance of meta-analyses of observational studies and randomized clinical trials. So this review looked at them as a whole. And I'll link to the review in the show notes. The review brought together 13 meta-analyses of observational studies and 16 
meta-analyses of randomized controlled trials. Studies investigated the association between adherence to a Mediterranean-style diet and 37 different health outcomes. And all up, over 12 million people were part of the collective studies. So let's cut straight to the key findings. Convincing or highly suggestive evidence was seen for a positive role of the Mediterranean diet on longevity, cardiovascular disease, coronary heart disease, heart attack, overall cancer incidence, neurodegenerative diseases, Alzheimer's disease, dementia, and diabetes. That is quite a list indeed. A positive benefit of the diet on body weight, blood pressure, and total cholesterol was seen, but the evidence was considered quite weak. For most specific types of cancer, apart from breast cancer, the evidence was only weakly suggestive of a benefit. This finding to do with cancer has since been repeated with an updated review looking at cancer and the Mediterranean diet, published in just the last few weeks, which I'll link to in the show notes. And in this review, they found that greater adherence to a Mediterranean diet was linked to a lower risk of dying from cancer. But again, a lot of the research was ranked in the lower tier of quality. The umbrella review, though, is not without its limitations. Several of the health outcomes looked at only had a few studies to inform them, making definitive conclusions difficult. Many of the research studies were observational studies, which cannot prove a direct benefit, only an association. And the quality of the research was sometimes mixed, and the researchers did find an indication of potential bias in the research field. But while the evidence may not be at the highest level for all health outcomes, the trend is glaringly obvious, with the health ledger tipped hugely in favour of the direction of the Mediterranean diet. But since this review came out, other studies have been published opening up new areas that show a favourable link to following a Mediterranean-style diet and other health outcomes. And one of these finds reduced bone loss in as little as a year after switching to the diet. In the latest research involving more than 1,100 participants aged between 65 and 79 years from five European countries, each person was randomized into one of two groups. One group followed a Mediterranean-style diet for one year, while the other control group followed healthy eating guidelines from their country of origin. And I'll link to this study in the show notes. Now, bone density was measured at the start and at the end of the 12-month study. And no discernible differences in overall bone density was seen between the two diet groups. But one place where there were differences, though, was at the femoral neck. This bone area connects the shaft of the thigh bone to its rounded head, which fits into the hip joint. Now, the femoral neck is a particularly delicate area and is a common cause of hip fractures, particularly in the elderly. Hip fractures are a major health worry and are common in elderly people with osteoporosis. 
For the 10% of people who had osteoporosis at the start of the study, these people showed a slower rate of bone loss in the femoral neck, which is certainly noteworthy. And even though the study only ran for one year, which is a short time to see changes in bone growth, to see some level of difference between the diet groups was impressive and certainly worthy of further study. So compounds found in extra virgin olive oil are thought to be responsible for the effect on bone. These compounds can increase the proliferation of bone building cells and deposition of calcium ions in the extracellular bone matrix. And the news continues to be positive on the health merits of the Mediterranean diet, with a recent clinical trial of this diet during pregnancy showing promise in reducing the risk of excess pregnancy weight gain and gestational diabetes. Gestational diabetes, or GDM, is a form of diabetes that occurs during pregnancy. Affecting between 5 and 10% of all pregnancies in Australia, GDM is high on the health concern radar. The high blood sugars from GDM can result in the developing baby growing too large, causing birth complications. Following delivery, the baby can also experience low blood glucose levels, caused from being removed from the glucose-rich environment of the mother. The mother also suffers a much higher lifetime risk of developing type 2 diabetes if they developed GDM during their pregnancy. Women who enter pregnancy who are already carrying too much weight or have risk factors for metabolic disease such as high blood pressure or elevated blood lipids are at greater risk of pregnancy complications such as GDM or preeclampsia. This puts both the mum and bub at a heightened risk of diabetes and cardiovascular disease in the future. A Mediterranean-style diet has shown favourable benefits in reducing the risk of type 2 diabetes and cardiovascular complications, but as yet not as much as known how it may fare when followed during pregnancy in women who are at higher risk of metabolic disease. So a recent clinical trial tested how following a Mediterranean-style diet could help pregnant women who already are carrying significant risk factors for diabetes and heart disease. Called the ESTEEM study, it was a study involving over 1,200 women at five United Kingdom maternity units, and a link to the study in the show notes. Women from various ethnic inner-city backgrounds with metabolic risk factors such as obesity, high blood pressure or high blood triglycerides were randomized to either receive routine antenatal care or to receive ongoing individualized advice on following a Mediterranean-style diet, in addition to their usual antenatal care. So what did the study find? Women allocated to the Mediterranean-style diet gained on average 1.25 kilograms less than those who had routine care. This was a positive, seeing as most of the women were carrying too much weight into their pregnancy to begin with. The other key finding was a drop in the incidence of GDM by over a third in women following the Mediterranean diet. That is a big drop. Other pregnancy complications, such as high blood pressure, preeclampsia, stillbirth, 
and small for gestational age fetus or admission to a neonatal care unit were not different between the two groups of women. But women in the Mediterranean-style diet group did, however, report better overall quality of life than those in the control group. Adding further support to the key study findings, when the results were combined with a similar type of study done in Spain following 874 pregnant women, there was a similar reduction in the risk of GDM again by a third. So it seems that a Mediterranean diet could be an effective way for women who enter pregnancy with a high risk of GDM to mitigate this with an eating plan that has a host of health benefits, both short and long term. Now, what particular aspects of the Mediterranean diet that could explain its many health benefits isn't clear. And there may eventually be found to be certain foods in the diet that have greater health significance. But for now, it seems it is the overall diet approach and the combination of foods that matter, rather than any individual superfoods that make this such a healthy way to eat. So that's it for today's show. You can find the show notes either in the app you're listening to this podcast on if it supports it, or else head over to my webpage at thinkingnutrition.com.au and click on the podcast section to find this episode to read the show notes. If you find this podcast of value, then please consider sharing it with your friends and colleagues, or maybe even leave a review. This all helps increase the ranking and reach of the podcast, which means a big win for credible evidence-based nutrition messages while helping to dilute out the crazy and making the world a slightly less confusing place. I'm Tim Crow, and you've been listening to Thinking Nutrition.